When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This bloke, though, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with Gary Hamilton because to most people, you say the name Gary Hamilton, you go, Gary Hamilton, Gary Hamilton, did I go to school with him? (laughs) Gary Hamilton, no, I don't quite know. Then you say, you know what, he's Roger Federer's masseuse. You think, wow, what sort of a job would that be? Does he follow him all around the world? He used to. He's since scaled back, but I'm pretty sure he looks after him at the Oz Open when he does get out here, Roger, but I suppose we'll have to find out. Yeah, Gary joins us right now. Morning, Gary. How are you going? Yeah, good morning, guys. i tell you what, uh, from afar, Roger Federer looks like the dream client. He's super talented. He comes across as a super gentleman and an excellent family man, and he just happens to be one of the greatest sports people that's ever walked the earth, and you're preparing him to perform on a on a daily basis at some stages. Tell us how that came about. Yeah, well, I guess it really it was a it was probably a little bit of luck. I was um, I worked at the Australian Open, uh, you know, working for Tennis Australia in 2006 was my first year. Um, I was also working with the Australian cricket team at that stage, and um, and I just worked at the, the Commonwealth Games as well in Melbourne. And um, so I was very new, and I just worked my you know, my first year at the Australian Open and. Uh, the following year, um, 2007, Roger actually flew into Melbourne early, and I just had a call from uh, from Melbourne Park that, you know, could you come in? Uh, he's looking to get a massage, and um, you know, we should be able to help him out. So that's where it started, and uh, and and from there, he sort of, you know, he said to me, "Look, do you think he can look after me for the whole tournament?" So um, of course, I was fairly excited on the uh, on the inside and pretty cool on the outside, but uh, yeah, that's where it began back in 2007. And, and and you you jetted off around the world with with Roger and his team in in 2008. Did did you see that coming when when you first started working with him? And how hard was it to be away from your family and friends for an extended amount of time, Gaz? Yeah, look, I didn't expect to be yeah, I didn't expect to be travelling overseas at all. And um, and I worked with him in uh, at the Australian Open in 2008. And um, he actually got beaten by Novak Djokovic in the semi final. And um, and Roger had been crook you know, during that tournament and uh, twice hospitalised. And um, but we didn't know what was actually wrong. They thought it was a food poisoning issue. But as it turned out, he had um, he had glandular fever, so he was, he was fairly crook. And uh, so at the end of that tournament, and, and that still wasn't diagnosed until he went back to Switzerland. But um, at the end of the tournament in 2008, uh, his coach then just asked me, you know, would I, would I be available to to do you know, a trip to Europe? And uh, I thought, yeah, look, yeah, that's no problem. I could do a, a trip to Europe, and um, and then uh, I think probably uh, uh, you know within the weeks later he was diagnosed with glandular fever, and uh, then out of the blue I got a I got an email in, in the morning from uh, one of his managers in Switzerland to to send my passport details as soon as possible, and then later I had a call from his manager in the States, and he just sort of all in one sentence said, look, you know, as you know, Roger's got glandular fever. He'd like you to join the team. You know, we need to get him back on track. He'd like you to meet him in Monte Carlo or Rome. Uh, you know, then travel to, to Germany, back to Switzerland, off to the French Open, through to Wimbledon, 
he said uh, you could go home for a month if you like, and then he'd like you to join you at the Olympics in um, in Beijing. So that was all. It was all a bit of a shock, really, and uh, and I had to make a decision fairly quickly. And um, and of course, the biggest decision was yeah, actually being away from the family. So at that stage, you know, the the boys were only um, nine and ten or something like this, and uh, and um, my first trip away, I think I was away for for twenty weeks. Um, although the family did come over to uh, Wimbledon, and they spent five or six weeks in Europe as well. And and what what are some of your your most memorable moments travelling around with Roger? And can you give us an insight into the type of person that he is off the tennis court? Look, I think the travelling, uh, you know, just well, travelling's fantastic anyway. And um, you know, when someone else is paying for it, it's even better. But um, <laughs> you know, you travel around to um, you know. So all the great, you know. Look, I love sport anyway. So, you know, sometimes you'd be sitting at, you know, I've, you know, I've seen a couple of, you know, French Open finals and Wimbledon finals, and sometimes you're just sitting there and you think, gee, please have a look at where I am. You know, this <laughs> is really quite amazing. And, uh, you know, you're still going to travel. You're still living out of a suitcase, but you're certainly busy. So you're really busy every day. You know, every day you're at the courts. You know, you're going through some sort of treatment in the morning, you know, stretching or, you know, you're also working with a fitness coach in, in preparation, you know, you're, you're practicing, you're going to press conferences with him. So you are busy, you know, all day. Um, so that's, you know, you don't have much time. You do have a lot of time to look around, but, you know, the cities, but um, you are fairly busy and, you're, you know, you're stuck to a schedule. But, look, he's very easy to work with, you know, and the way you see him on TV and the way you see him speak, that's exactly how he is. You know, there's nothing put on there. Um, we have a bit more fun, you know, away from the cameras or away from the courts. And, uh, you know, his manager would say at times we behave like children, but um, that's all part of, uh, you know, being in a team. And, and, and it's important to get on with the whole team, you know, not just Roger. It's uh, the extended team and his extended family. It's, uh, you know, just important. You know, every week we talk to people that have, you know, made it on the big stage or a bigger stage than where they started and that's in Wonthaggy but I reckon this le- this story with you Gary is a ripper and, and, and we've got lots of these sort of stories that you know you could be a sportsman or you could be a professional that starts your career in in Wonthaggy or in every, any country town but if, if you're dedicated to what you do if you're a, if you're honest about what you do you know these opportunities don't come by chance they come as a result of a lot of hard work and I'm not sure that Look, actually, I, I am sure that you, that you realise what a great opportunity you've been given, and you reflect back on it now as as as, as something quite special. That yeah, one in a billion will get the opportunity to do. Oh, look, yeah, look, absolutely, and uh, and the, the funny thing, uh, quite often, at, especially at the Great Slams um, around the world, there's always generally before the tournament starts, we'll have um, we'll have some sort of uh, you know dinner party you know, with Roger's friends from different countries and different parts of the world. And yeah. and it's always a bit of a tradition that we go around the table. Although we all know each other, we still go around the table, we introduce ourselves and how we became involved, you know, or how we know each other or how we know Rog, all just yes. over a game of tennis. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's always interesting to hear everyone's story, of course, because I'm from a little town in Montaggy, Um you know, I always have to go last. My story is always last because they, <laughs> I think they love to hear the Australian accent. And um, uh, Mary Jo Fernandez, who is married to Roger's manager, you know, ex, uh, an ex-tennis player, and I think she still works at ESPN. And, and Mary Jo named the Gary from Montague, yeah, right from the start. So, um, yeah, so they always got a bit of a laugh, you know, when they, they realised what a small, a small village I live in. 
Yeah, but unfortunately we are running out of time, Gaz, but we could speak to you about Roger and all the stories that you've uh, got to share about him for an hour. But uh, just quickly before you let you go, what involvement do you have with tennis now? And also, do you think we'll see Roger back at the Oz Open? Um, Yeah, well, first of all, I've just come back from the Australian Open, um, so I still just do the two or three weeks with, um, with Tennis Australia at the tournament. Um, which is always good. It's a it's a good opportunity to get out of you know my own little office here and um, you know catch up. We we have a good team and you catch up with all the other players I've met over the years. Um, with Rog, look, Rog messaged me just before Christmas and look, he's still got he's still got a way to go. He's had you know his third knee surgery now and um, and this one you know probably at best uh, if he comes back at best it would be Wimbledon. So um, you know. I don't know what he's going to do as far as retirement goes. He doesn't like the word very much, but, um, you know, he wants to do it on his own terms. But um, he's hoping that he can possibly come back by Wimbledon. But, at, you know, at what level will depend on, you know, his fitness and, and the rehab from his, you know, his, his latest knee surgery. He's 40 now and 41 in August. So, it's a, you know, it's a big ask, but he's a, you know, if anyone could do it, it's probably him. Yeah, exactly right. One of the greats of all time. And uh, we thank you for giving us an insight, Gary, and uh, congratulations on what has been a great grin. And thanks for giving us the time this morning. Yeah, look, that's no worries at all, boys. Please help out. Uh, good on you, Gary Hamilton there, the mas- uh, masseuse. Massage for therapist. Massage therapist. I apologise for Roger Ferreira. And, and what a great chat that was because I, I really enjoy coming at sport from a different direction. Mm-hmm. You know, and those stories, the, the, the young bloke from Wonthaggy, who all of a sudden is part of the Roger Federer team travelling to Monte Carlo and Rome. It's like a James Bond movie. It's but it started from Wonthaggy, and that's, uh, they're the sort of stories that you hear on Saturdays in Gippsland on SEN Track 91.3 in Southwest Gippsland and 91.9 on SEN Track Trail Valley. You can also listen live on the SEN app and obviously at sen.com.au.